welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. It's been a while. I'm sure you guys have missed us. I'm sure we've been missed. We skipped a week because, you know, we have lives. And, and also there's things been, to do. And also, the, it's been a very, very dead sports week. It's been nice and quiet, uh, drama-free past couple of weeks. Um, yeah, the only bit of drama that I saw was not even NBA-related, and that was in regards to Antonio Brown. Sure about that? Oh, yeah. So he's on the Patriots yeah, now, right? Yeah, he's on the Patriots now. But that was pretty much, I mean, football season's in pretty much in full swing. But um, are you a, Are you a fan of football uh i like football i enjoy it i just i don't love it as much as i love um you know basketball and baseball it's interesting because i i was at a time like a really hardcore football fan but i feel like that was more college football yeah yeah but i feel like nowadays my feelings towards football have soured why quite a bit uh, I think most of it has to do with like you know all the head trauma and the CTE and really, I just think it's uh, it's turning into like kind of a barbaric sport, but yet at the same time it's like so woven into the fabric of like American culture that mm-hmm. it's not really gonna go away anytime soon. That's interesting, but that you would say that's the reason why you you just kind of got turned off by the sport. Yeah, I mean, wow. I I don't want to see I don't I don't like seeing like these athletes later in their lives like turn into mush. Right. Like did you there's a lot of stories out there, you know, like there's one story that come came to mind about how Steve Young, you know, the former uh 49er uh great former QB of the of the uh, San Francisco 49ers after a game he and you know if you haven't seen him play he was like a very aggressive quarterback he ran a lot he's a known as a great scrambler had a lot of concussions yeah um yeah. but there was a story about how one one time after a game he was uh sitting in the parking lot in the car in the parking lot um and he had no idea who he was and he had no idea where he was yeah that's fucking crazy i mean that's crazy and that was like uh during like during the season of one of his uh you know during his playing playing years and it's and it's not like he that's like the only case of something like this happening like there's so many more cases of former players like that are coming out uh over the recent years like you know i mean everybody knows about what happened to junior seau right uh jim mcmahon he's like a really uh famous case of like you know post nfl playing cte right where he would like drive around yeah and then like forget like where he's going or where he is yeah it's pretty crazy did you ever see that will smith movie oh i didn't okay concussion yeah or something like that yeah Yeah. did you see it no i didn't see it i just thought maybe you'd see it since you you had seen it since you were um yeah, but it's like it's stuff like that where I'm just like, do we really need to be playing this sport anymore? Wow, yeah. that is, uh, yeah, those are strong words because well, football is a like you said, it's it's, it's the pretty, king. It's it's king when it comes to sports in it's, America. Still. It's by many in many respects the new American pastime. You know, they they used to call baseball the American yeah. pastime, but I'd say football has now replaced that. It's it's just a like NBA is super popular. Baseball is contrary to what a lot of people say that you know a lot of people like to say it's a dying sport, but it's still it's a huge money making machine. You know, anytime you want to know uh, how successful a sport is, look at how much money players get. You know, and baseball players are still getting massive, insane uh, salaries. Yeah, you know, so. They have the strongest players union too, I would say. Out yeah, of the sports, yeah, which yeah. probably adds to like why they right. get paid so much. Right. And so those two sports are hugely popular in America, but they still they still don't compare to the NFL, you know? Yeah. The yeah. NFL is just uh, I mean, yeah, and just football in general is just a huge, huge sport. It's yeah. the number one sport. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not gonna go away ever, you know. Not not in our lifetimes, anyway. Uh, but 
like if I were to ask you, let's say you have a son, are you gonna are you gonna have him play football? No I way. I feel like you're gonna. I feel like there's a couple of other sports that you would have him play first, right? No way. Or, I would never want him to play football. Right. Though. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is like yeah. That's kind of why I I just can't super fully get behind football as much as I used to, just because it's like interesting. You know, I don't like. Yeah, I just don't like seeing former athletes like be all fucked up you know later in their lives we, we see that a lot with boxing too um yeah so what is your feeling of boxing well i pr- i much prefer mma over boxing because i it's, uh-huh. it's way safer in terms of like long, is it long term which is not like intuitive to think because uh-huh. like, so why is it why uh, i mean because i don't know i don't follow mma and uh as much as you do why is that considered yeah so the reason why boxing is way more dangerous is because um the gloves are bigger, so it's more of a blunt force, which means like in the immediate, in the immediate, uh, you can you can take a lot more hits. Mm. Whereas opposed to the smaller gloves that MMA fighters wear, like one good hit will knock a guy out. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in boxing, like you can repeatedly um, take blows to the head and like still kind of be okay. But that all that kind of adds up. It's kind of like a dulled. And, yeah, and it kind of, like, fucks you up more, like, uh-huh. in the future. Right, because all that stuff adds up, right? Yeah. Like, there's this famous, uh, or there's this really uh, popular YouTube video that shows several boxers talk early in their careers, and then how their speech is after their boxing careers, and it's like, you can't even understand what they're saying anymore. Because they're, like, That's completely crazy. slurring their words, and it's, like, it's really sad. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so that's why I would. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of MMA because I feel like you don't see many long term. Well, it's a it's a much more, uh, you know, it's a much more, it's a much younger sport than boxing. Boxing's been around for a yeah. Long it's time. a more complete uh, combat sport, I would say too, because it's like. Yeah. But I, I mean, you know, but what I mean is that. I don't know. I, I feel like we haven't yet seen the full impact, like the full consequence of someone playing, having done MMA for a long... You know, there might be some cases, but like boxing has such a yeah. huge like wealth of information. It's a long can, history. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense with what you, what you said about the gloves and uh, in terms of like the impact. And, you know, bo- you know, in boxing... There have been cases where like people die in the ring, actually die in the ring, and I think right. I think there are cases like that in MMA too. But then it's like exponentially lower than mm-hmm. in boxing. So um, that's another sport where I'm just like, I don't know. It's again, it's like another um, like steeped in tradition and history in this country. But it's like. That's that's what progress and evolution is about, right? Yeah. It's like you gotta you you gotta make way for the new things. Like right. Sometimes that means like cutting <laughs> off the old things, but at Man. this point, I don't think I don't. I'm not saying football is gonna go away. <laughs> so, it's like very much not gonna go away. But you're here sitting here saying we should cut off two of the most one of the most popular sports in america <laughs> do away with football and uh i don't think i'm alone in thinking, I'm, i don't think i'm alone in this opinion though yeah. like I, I feel like there's a, a lot of other people former nfl players have come out and said it themselves that they're not going to have their kids play football right so um but anyway that's kind of a tangent on on the nfl but we are in the nfl season now right. which also means we're getting closer to the nba season i think we're like about a month away yeah pretty pretty exciting there's a countdown of what 30 some odd days yeah it's like about a month away yeah 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 uh ha, ha, there hasn't been that much lakers related news um as you can tell by our Infrequent podcast activity and, tw- and tweets. Yeah, it's been uh, it's given us time to do other things with our lives <laughs> at the moment. But yeah, there hasn't been much. Um, there was, however, uh, a Yahoo article about Anthony Davis that came out a couple of days ago mm-hmm. by Chris Haynes. Chris yeah. Haynes, who's like, seems to be the most plugged in. He's he's one of the guy guys right that now. came out of the whole Kawhi Gate, coming out of it. 
as one of the like he's on, he, he was a winner he was yeah, one of the winners yeah the you know um I'd say. I'd say the biggest losers were the uh the nephews <laughs> yeah. you know the uh, undercover nephews that the just fake kind of, sources yeah um but yeah Chris Haynes came out of that looking smelling like roses so he, yeah. he he has something to say he has something to report a very legit uh journalist and yeah he came out with an article a couple of days ago about Anthony Davis and interviewed him in the article, there was a couple of interesting things. Uh, one, apparently LeBron has been telling the front office that we need to, uh, the front office and the coaching staff, that the Lakers should center their offense around Anthony Davis. Mm. Which, to me, as a Laker fan, that's that's kind of a welcomed message i would say yeah you know? what do you read how how do you read into that though do you think he's being honest in that you know that that sentiment or is he is he just you know is it the honeymoon stage right now where he's kind of yeah it could be one of those things where it's like and let's let's take the analogy of <laughs> single guys trying to <laughs> talk to girls at bars right mm-hmm. it's like you go in with the strategy like yeah i'm just gonna like <laughs> just gonna you know spit my game <laughs> put my best foot forward but okay. when, when the time when when the actual time comes you revert back to your old habits your you know your same habits you know and it, and the results might be different from what you expected you know <laughs> so this could be the case of lebron wanting to center everything around ad mm-hmm. but then when it comes to like crunch time situations he when, might when like, the chips are down when he's actually has yeah to... he might go back to the what he's been doing his entire career yeah because you know i think about that i think about what he said um and i look at his history you know like guys like Kyrie, guys like kevin love um chris bosh and i think maybe even you know dwayne wade too dwayne wade, yeah yeah um you know, he he doesn't really take a back seat to anybody, you know? But there's a you know, one big difference in the sense that he's you know, he's not out of his prime, but he's definitely towards the end of it now, you know? He's a, he's more of a more you know, elder statesman. He's a seasoned veteran now. Yeah. Um grizzled veteran I would say. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I, I feel like I believe him because he's he's just a guy that I've never he's never struck me as someone who's like a selfish player by any means so i do kind of tend to believe that um so yeah i mean i I feel like it's just right now things are just it's like they are they seem to be so close lebron LeBron and ad yeah which is great you know yeah uh but i just i wonder how that's gonna bear out during the season because it's easy to be like oh man i love i love you you love me like we're just homies when no games have been played you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that relationship is going to unfold and how, whether it's only going to strengthen or whether there's going to be, I don't know, some... Pressure. I feel optimistic about their yeah. chemistry, though, because, yeah. one, AD is, like, immensely talented, so he can pretty much mesh well with anyone, like, from a basketball standpoint. Yeah, you don't need him to fit into anything. Yeah. He's just so good that he's... Yeah. yeah. And two, I feel like... And this is kind of relates, this very much relates to actually why I always felt like there was kind of an imbalance between LeBron and, you know, like Brandon Ingram and Lonzo and Josh Hart was mm-hmm. AD, I think in LeBron's eyes, AD is like worthy, you know, like on that level. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Wow. All so, right. so he, there's this like built in respect that LeBron has for AD. Okay. So I feel like from because of that, like it's like yeah, like I, well, I'm wor- he's worthy to be like <laughs> my my guy. You okay, know? okay. Well, what do you think? Of, so do you think that relationship is different versus like let's say his relationship with with Kyrie back in the day? How would you contrast that with his relationship with Kyrie? Well, was Kyrie Kyrie by the time he LeBron was pretty, got there? He was pretty damn good by the time LeBron got there. Okay, because uh, I I tend to think that AD right now at this point is more of a like a proven established. I player. think Kyrie was a, a a was considered a superstar by the time LeBron got there. I would say. Well, I think there was a year where AD finished like third in MVP voting, right? Uh huh. 
I don't think Kyrie ever got that close. Okay. At that point. Yeah. But I mean, Kyrie also has that cachet. You know, he's a former number one. He was a former number one pick. Yeah. His skill set was. I'm just saying, like, you know, he wasn't like a scrub, quote unquote, scrub of the ilk of like Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When LeBron came to Cleveland, Kyrie was firmly. He was a former number one pick, and he was every much not a bust. He was like, you, yeah, yeah. You know, he kind of fulfilled that. Yeah. That and he had that expect superstar expectation. So well, he he also had never been to the playoffs up to that point. Right. Either. Right. So that's another like ding on him on him at right. that time. Right. You know, whereas eighties, he's been to the playoffs, put up huge numbers. Personally, for his short stint. Personally, I think it's just again, it's it's LeBron being in a different state in his life in his career. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that has more to do with it than anything. Like I think like let's say everything was reversed and like let's say LeBron came to LA and then we brought Kyrie. I think he would have a different mentality on it too as versus when oh, he first yeah. went to Cleveland, yeah, sure. you know? Yeah. Um but also, you know, you have to take into effect Kyrie's personality versus AD's personality. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think, you know, we don't need to go into it's been that. Well, documented on this podcast yeah. what you think of Kyrie's personality. Yeah, like I don't think like you know, every superstar has a bit of a uh you know, uh, an ego on them, you know, rightfully so, because they've they've always been the best player on their team, like pretty much their whole lives since Pee Wee League or whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, I think Kyrie's always had that sort of chip on his shoulder in the sense where he's like, I want my own team and I want to be the man on my own team. I mean, that's the reason why you know he went to to he demanded a, a trade and that's why he went to Boston. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know all that stuff. So whereas AD, I don't think he strikes me as a guy who's just like. I have to have the spotlight. It has to be my team. You know what I mean? Well, LeBron is actually putting that conversation to rest. Yeah. He has been doing that so far because he's been like, here here you go. Here's number 23. You know? Right. Here, here's the keys <laughs> to the offense. Right. Like, he, it's, almost, it's a lot more of like a passing the torch situation right. here right. than with Kyrie. Right. That's true. Yeah. But, but I think that has to do with the fact that like, I think that plays into the whole idea. Like, if, for example, if AD came, came in and was like, yo, this is my team. This is, I'm the man. Like, just, I don't know what LeBron's up to, but this is my, this is what, this is my shit right here. Yeah, yeah. Then I, I don't know if LeBron would be like, oh, yes. And here's your jersey. Here's right, your number right. 23. Well, he vetted he, he he <laughs> AD, like, prior to that. Right, but I know? think that's why, like, cause, because AD's kind of like, hey, you know, we're just all in it together. LeBron's like, no, nah, no, nah, man, it's, this is your team. I think that's. Their, their personality is a much more like it's good, a better fit it's a better mi- fit and it's a better mix you well, know well yeah here's another thing too uh do you think let's talk about pressure cause do you think LeBron when did he have more pressure on him to win now or when he came back to Cleveland oh I, I think the most pressure he ever had in his career was in Cleveland right so that that kind of alleviates a lot of things for him being a Laker now, yeah, you know when it was when he came back to Cleveland, it was like all business. You know when it comes to like yeah. winning winning a championship. You yeah. know, there's a part of LeBron I I think that when once he once he made that you know quote unquote legacy maker of coming back on you know the Warriors down one three yeah once he won that championship, I think. There's a huge part of him that's like, I'm playing with house money now. You know? Yeah. So. And, and I don't fault. I, I wouldn't fault yeah, him if he thought that. You, you can't fault him for that. Because yeah. at that point, he's won his third ring. And he's won a, one of those championships he brought to the city of Cleveland. Um, a championship-starved city. Um, just talking about generally in sports for that city. Um, his hometown um, city. And then you got the fact that he... Uh, yeah, he's he's got multiple rings under you know under his belt now. So he's playing with house money at this point. So now he's yeah again he's a different he's a different guy. He's a much more evolved guy now in L.A. So um, that and that's only going to help his right. relationship with right. Anthony Davis. Right. So they're the the worry level on that is very low. Very at low, man. Yeah. Um, 
especially because we haven't even played any games yet. There won't be any, like, subtweet. Well, actually, he always subtweets, so I'm not going to say there won't be, but, like, you won't probably won't see to that kind of extent that he usually does in the past directed towards AD, you know? It's yeah. just because they're such, like, yeah. Yeah, so that was, so going back to the Chris Haynes article, so that was one thing where LeBron is pushing for the Lakers to build their offense around Anthony Davis. Yeah. The other uh, notable tidbit from that article was how Anthony Davis, he said that his goal was to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. And yeah. and he wanted himself and LeBron to be all first-team defense. Oh. Now that. So let's talk about... Uh... <laughs> I'm sure... Do you know what I imagine? Like, when LeBron's reading this article... He's just like, uh-huh, yeah. Like, you know, you know, AD's like, oh, man, you know, I want to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. LeBron's like, uh-huh. He's like, I want to be first team NBA. He's like, uh-huh. And he's like, and, you know, LeBron and I are going to be all defensive. <laughs> then LeBron's like, wait, what? He's just kind of like, hold up a second. I, I stopped like, playing defense back in 2000, you know. Yeah, he's like, 2011. Oh, <laughs> me? First team, too? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so let's talk about, uh, so, AD's defensive player of the year uh potential is of course like very high he's very possible he's he's in the short like list of like four or five players that are probably the favorites every year to win every year of the year i would say top two top three like you know if it's not like a couple of guys on the list it's probably it would be it's like draymond green rudy gobert anthony davis Davis, Kawhi leonard like paul george it's like the same guys you know and he's one of those guys but lebron (laughs) so i think we've said this number numerous times throughout this podcast is that you know at a certain point in lebron's career a few years ago he decided to not give it his all on defense and that was he was doing his own load management yeah he say, was picking you know? his spots he's picking his spots he's been doing that for the past couple and of honestly, years and honestly don't blame him he's old now he's got a lot of mileage on his on his legs you yeah know? so that's that's kind of what i want to get at is should this be a goal for lebron no, james i don't think so i don't want him to i don't want him to do that i really don't He's gonna be what thirty six going into yeah, the season. Because because why though? What would that mean? Like it's because of what it would mean, right? Yeah. I'd, if he were to go all out on defense during the regular season, he'll be. What would that mean? He'll for be him? like it's like driving, you know, getting a new car, like a nice Range Rover, putting twenty thousand miles by, you know, you get the car in January, put twenty thousand miles on it in like April by April. By the time June rolls around, when you got that big trip, big road trip to Tahoe, (laughs) (laughs) that that Range Rover is not going to make it, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I mean, I have no interest in seeing him trying to make that all-defensive first team. It's, uh... Because it's it's a higher potential of getting injured, too. I don't want him getting another point. Yeah, there's that, too. You know? But it's like... It's funny because I feel like this past season we saw one extreme uh, we saw spots of one extreme where yeah. you know a lot of Laker fans were like really complaining and getting on LeBron for his uh, seemingly lack of defensive effort there were a couple of clips out there where you can see LeBron not chasing he was down, dogging it not chasing down on jumpers you know it wasn't a good look yeah there were there were certain spots where it didn't look so great, you know. Yeah. But now we're talking about like the other end of the spectrum where it's like go all out, gas out completely just to become all first team defense. <laughs> so what in your mind there's got to be like a happy medium, right? In between the two. Yeah, you know, in my opinion yeah, I mean, he probably can't do it to the to the degree that he was doing last year and i think part of it also was because like i don't know how much he believed that the lakers were gonna do anything last year you know what i mean it's like it's a different mentality when you're like oh we're this is championship aspirations and like we gotta win these games and also like you know yeah you know um 
But I honestly don't mind him dogging it because, because like, and that's probably why I feel like we got the pieces that we did, because we need these guys to kind of pick up the slack for him during the during the regular season. You know, now more time a regular season during the postseason. LeBron's got to be, you know, he's got to be postseason LeBron now. You know what I mean? Like he's got to be that that guy who's like he's playoff no longer, LeBron. Yeah, yeah, playoff LeBron. Yeah. He's no yeah. longer like dogging it. You know, I'm just talking about regular season. You know. And that's why we got guys like Danny Green, you know, who's got a reputation of being a a defensive specialist, you know. Yeah. So, um, for me, I think the onus is more on just the, his teammates picking up the slack. I mean, I I, I mean, would, he can't. I do would it like, like to see a little bit more. Yeah, effort. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, he can't be like. You know, you can't have YouTube videos being made on the daily of, like, him, like, right. showing clips of him just, like, absolutely mailing it in, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I... When it comes to, like, this upcoming season, this Lakers team, and looking at the roster, I get a sense that the general sports media is not very high on the Lakers, because of what appears to be like holes defensively, mm. you know. To me, um, do you think that this is an improved defensive roster than last year? I feel like it is, right? The mere presence of having Anthony Davis alone, yeah, him alone would. Danny Green, right? I mean, yeah, those are already two guys that are. If they were on last year's team, would be the two best defensive players on the um, team. Well, well Lonzo, I guess Lonzo, yeah, yeah, Lonzo, but yeah, two of the three, two of the top three. It's because the Lakers lost three of their best defenders on last year's team in you know Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart. Right. But we got back Anthony Davis, who is always going to be one of the like five best defensive players in the league. Yeah. Danny Green, who's yeah. like you said, is a defense known for his defense. Uh, I'm banking on Avery Bradley to give us something as well. Avery Bradley, a former, I mean, it's at certain points in his career, some people were calling him like a top five defender. Like one of the, yeah, there was a point in his career where he was one of the best wing defenders. Yeah. In the league. So I mean, we we'll, we we'll, we will most likely not see that, but we just want him to be a good defensive player. Yeah. So I think you know when it comes to like this upcoming season and this team and how they look defensively i'm not like i'm a little i'm a little more bullish than i guess most of the people out there yeah i mean i mean look at vegas 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 knows what's up right vegas yeah. vegas is giving the lakers a what is the top one of the top two odds i think i think still not, number one odds yeah. even with uh, boogie cousins going down yeah so i i, I think you know they have it right um, I I still believe it too. I love our chances. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would have loved Boogie. I, I was super high on him, but I, I still like our chances. And I think I've even kind of uh, I've even kind of warmed up to Dwight Howard. You know? Oh, have you? Yeah. Um, because he's saying all the right things. You know? And it's not like we're. It's have you seen like... those videos of him on like Venice Beach, like no when... playing playing basketball? I mean, he looks like he's he's. He's always looked like he's been in shape. Right? I mean, he's always been a defensive specimen or a physical specimen, right? So I'm just assuming yeah. he's still looking, looking good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, it's not like we're. I, I mean, I'm I'm excited about it because it's not like we're we're counting on him to be Dwight Howard of you know his first in of the Lakers you know, on the Lakers. You know, we're not counting him to be just this huge role. We're counting on him to make. To play meaningful minutes, as in like ten to fifteen. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, even Dwight Howard, um, I'm kind of looking forward to. So, and of course the bald Mamba. I think people are sleeping on that guy, man. Oh, I mean, Laker fans aren't, but yeah. the rest of the league are yeah. seriously sleeping on Alex Caruso. Our, yeah, our boy. You yeah, know, no, for the real, bald though. Mamba. Did you did you hear about how he got uh <laughs> he got um, tested for steroids? Oh really? Yeah. So I guess there was a picture that someone has circulated of like him working out. Yeah, I thought that was so. That wasn't photoshopped. I that was, was photoshopped. Okay, I thought but it, it was, was a doctor. really good photoshop. But he looked uh, really, he looked huge. Yeah, he looked <laughs> massive. So when that photo came out, uh, there was a quote unquote random randomized drug test done on him that day. No way. Yeah, it was pretty funny. 
I don't know if it was that day, but it was it was because of that photo. That's it's hilarious. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so... Okay, yeah. Did People you are, know that that was photoshopped as soon as you saw it? Yeah, I mean, dude, there's <laughs> no, He looks fucking huge in that photo, dude. That's funny. But anyway, yeah, people are sleeping on Alex Caruso. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I think we talked about this last time with Dwight Howard, is that he his stock has fallen to the point where people are saying that he's not a surefire Hall of Famer. Which is outrageous. Yeah. That is ridiculous. I mean, this is me coming from an absolute Dwight Howard hater. That, that's, that is just outlandish. Yeah. I mean, I, I think his body of work speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, There's only a handful of guys that have even won Defensive Player of the Year multiple times like he has. Yeah. And they're probably all in the Hall of Fame, too. Yeah. Um, speaking of Hall of Fame, so an interesting little thing came out. Um, I think ESPN put this up recently. Okay. And it's um, talking about uh, next year's class? Ho- Hall of Fame class. Okay. Let me read you a list of names on the players that are eligible. Okay. Okay. Tim Duncan. All right. Kevin Garnett. Okay. Kobe. All right. Uh, Elton Brand. Chris Bosch. Andre Miller, Amari Stoudemire, Tayshawn Prince, Kevin Martin, uh, Karan Butler. Wow, that, I mean, the first half of that list is pretty... That is cream it's of the crop. It's a very star-studded, like yeah. superstar-laden yeah. Hall of Fame class. Any, I mean, Duncan Garnett and Kobe alone, that's like three of the, Greatest. I don't know, top 15 or so. Well, you would you put Kevin Garnett as a top fifteen player of all time? Arguably, you know, you can. I yeah. feel like you can make. I mean, yeah, you can feel like you make a case. definitely like three, probably three of the top twenty five players of all time. Sure, right? Probably sure. three of the top twenty players of all time. Yeah, I mean, I think KG is like one of the only. I think we talked about this too. Like, there's like four players in NBA history that have won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. Right, and he's one of them. Yeah. Uh, Tim Duncan. The, I mean, don't His have to. Re- resume don't speaks have to for itself. Talk about him, and of course Kobe. So it's a monster Hall of Fame class next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's like a couple of interesting names here, like Elton Brand. Yeah, he won't make it. I don't think he would make it. He would. He would have. He, he would have had a chance if he didn't have the Achilles <laughs> injury. You know, as we. I've talked about it in depth. You, you think know? he's uh, never gonna make it, or just not making it this time? Like, not I don't think he, I don't think he'll ever make it. Really? Yeah, I don't think he'll ever. Well, make let it. me look up his. Uh, yeah. Let me look up his info, cause I mean he he was on the trajectory. I mean he's a number one overall pick. I don't know if he won a championship with Duke. Which... Would you say he's a bust for a number one pick? Uh, so he's a two time All Star. Yeah. Uh, career average of. 16 and 9. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's it's He's on the fence, right? Of like... Of being a bust? I mean... Of not living up to the first pick billing. Well, the, the question the, the question that needs to be answered is, are you going to ding a guy if he was... Because it was of his injuries. Because of, like, of a serious injury. Well, up until, up until his injury, he had played, let me see, eight seasons. And his numbers were great, right? He had two All-Stars in eight seasons. But even still, like his stats were at that point were great, right? Uh, like twenty and ten. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely number one pick worthy. I feel like, and he was probably on the trajectory to be in the Hall of Fame, but that that Achilles injury, that Achilles tear. Yeah, I mean, Basketball Reference they have this like Hall of Fame probability. Yeah. Rating, and his Hall of Fame probability is seven point two percent. So, yeah, I don't think he'll. Yeah, make I it. guess he's not gonna make it in. Yeah, if he, if your stats are gonna be that low, you you gotta have those sort of the heroic playoff exploits, and he doesn't even have that. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I. There's also uh, Chris Bosh, who I think oh, we both it. know that he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Well, honestly, I don't know what the the process is with with. Uh, I know the process is with baseball, but I think it's similar to baseball, where it? you have to like cross a threshold of like percentage oh, okay. of votes. Um, I'm kind of a, 
I'm not as big of a Chris Bosh fan as other people are, but there's no doubt he's a Hall of Famer. Right. He is an absolute Hall of Famer. I think it's pretty much in the bag that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Too. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I mean, he's... There's really nothing to say. I mean, he's, the guy an, is, he's an 11-time All-Star. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously a two-time NBA, NBA champion. Yeah. Gold medalist. Yeah, he's... He's absolutely a Hall of Famer. I mean, he... He was basically... Um, what Kevin Love became, you know, with right. Cleveland, but right. maybe even a better version of that. You know? Yeah, it's interesting, is because you, you, let's say these both both of these players never teamed up with LeBron. You would have said that Kevin Love is a better player. You know, possible. I mean, he had better stats. He yeah, had, he had amazing yeah. stats. But uh, Chris Bosh, you know, played that role of third wheel, <laughs> a third, you know, third star very well. So. Um. Yeah, I I feel kind of bad for him. He's kind of this forgotten guy. Yeah, but and he had that serious like. Uh, That's right. I think he had blood clots too, right? Yeah, he That's, had a serious medical like, condition. Uh, on his, I think he had blood clots in his leg, which is like a lot more serious than what Brandon Ingram has had with his uh, like upper body blood clot. Yeah. So that I mean that pretty much ended his career prematurely. But yeah. yeah, I I I guess so far Duncan Garnett, Kobe, and Chris Bosh. I feel like you can put that in the bag that they're gonna for be sure in this Hall of Fame class. And then there's also like Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, he uh, he's not he, he. I don't think he's gonna make it ever or this time around. I don't think he's well, ever. Let gonna me make look it. at because I feel like he's. I'm gonna say that he has a better resume than Elton Brand. Oh, that's without a doubt. That that's without a doubt, but he's wait is well hold on is Grant Hill in the Hall of Fame by the way? I think so, yeah. Re- well, Grant Hill had that. He, I think he had that college. Oh, but his resume with the with Detroit was like so good that right he he may he would have made it alone with that. I feel like you think so? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was an amazing player before the injuries, but it was kind of a short prime, right? Before the injuries, to be like four or five years, yeah. yeah. But Omari Stoudemire, let's see, career averages of nineteen and eight. All right, um, he was how many All Stars? A uh, six-time All Star. Yeah, I don't think he'll make it. Rookie of the year. Made one All NBA first team. Made All NBA second team four other times. I don't think he'll make it. You don't think he'll make it this time? I, I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, I feel like. You think so? On this. I don't think he'll ever make it. His Hall of Fame probability is 73%. Wow. To me, he strikes me as like a Glenn Robinson. I mean, I feel like... I don't What's know, Glenn I don't Robinson's know stats? Know, I don't know if you know that Omari played in the Big Three this past summer. Maybe that <laughs> kind of skewed your perception of him. But uh, dude, the guy was an amazing player at one point. You, you, you want to know about Glenn Robinson? Because that guy is not a Hall of Famer, but his stats, he filled it up. He was a two-time All-Star, only played 10 seasons. Okay. Uh, but career averages of 21 points and 6 rebounds. Okay. But that guy's not a Hall of Famer, right? Uh, no, no. And nor, nor will he ever be, because his Hall of Fame probability is 0.3%. <laughs> So you're saying Omari Stoudemire? Well, I guess I don't know. I mean, what has he done though? I mean, he was part of that uh, seven <laughs> seconds or less. Uh, Mike D'Antoni, Steve Nash team. Yeah, I don't know. I I I mean, the guy was. He, I feel like injuries kind of derailed his career. I think he has micro fracture. He had micro he had microfracture, yeah. which is just as much as a, of a death knell as uh, Achilles. I think. It's up there. Yeah. 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 It's up there. If if you had micro if you had to choose between microfracture, Achilles injury, and torn ACL, you go with torn ACL. Oh, you pick ACL all day. Every day. Yeah. Um so But yeah, and and I think the rest of the players on this list are long shots at best. Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin should get in just for the fact that he was such a good shooter with that disgusting looking form. <laughs> 
Yeah, one of the weirdest looking shooting forms we've and ever seen. That guy was to this day. You know, there's always that mantra of if the form is bad, the shot is not fixable. Use the outlier. That guy was he such an was outlier. I mean, the outlier. guy was not just a good shooter. He was a phenomenal shooter. And phenomenal. He, it's crazy because, okay, him, Kevin Martin and Lonzo, they're both right-handed. They're both righties, right? right. Well, one shoots from completely the right hip. <laughs> another one shoots from completely the left hip. And that makes all the difference in the world. Because <laughs> yeah. Kevin Martin's a career... 87% free throw shooter. The guy was an incredible shooter. Yeah, just a really efficient uh, yeah. player in his prime. And he was a great pick, too. I think it was like a late 20s or mid 20s, like 20, I want to say 26, 23 or something. He was the uh, 26th pick. 26th pick! Useless information that I know. Yeah. yeah. What a steal. Yeah, I mean, basically. He's basically the same build as Lonzo too. Yeah, six seven, two hundred pounds. I, Lonzo's like way more athletic too. I think yeah, and, I mean Kevin Martin is the lone reason why you still hold out hope for Lonzo Ball. You know. Yeah, when it comes to the shooting, right? Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, if Kevin Martin didn't exist, I'd be like his Lonzo is a lost cause. You right, know. Right. So I mean, I'm hoping Lonzo. I know. I'm a Lonzo Ball fan, so I'm hoping he... Uh... Oh, are you? Yeah, I like him. Oh, okay. I have no problems so, with him. Sometimes I, I wonder, you know, based on <laughs> some of the things you know that you what? said. It, it's my Asian parent type of mentality on him, on the kid, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I hope he, he... I hope he has a good career, you know? So At this point, he's not a Lakers, so it's... it's uh... You give zero I don't really, Fs. I don't really care anymore. Wow, that's a former UCLA Bruin you're talking about, too. A very unpopular opinion, I would I gotta say, like amongst Laker fans, because a lot of a lot of a lot of you guys still stand for Lonzo do you really think, hard. Uh, do you think there are more um uh Lonzo Ball stands or more D'Angelo Russell stands amongst the Laker? fan community i think it's not even close that there's more lonzo stands yeah because uh he's a i feel like kid, he right? embodies the current youth generation way more than d'angelo <laughs> the whole like rapping and all that the whole yeah the whole like yeah flexing on social media and stuff yeah. i feel like i feel like people his age kids they relate to him a lot more than D'Angelo having Russell. his own shoes and all that. I mean, D- D'Angelo Russell compared to Lonzo is like kind of like an understated like right uh, player. He's not really like loud on social media. Right. You don't really hear much out of him except sure. for like Chris Brickley like showing his workouts like in the right. gym. Right. That's like the only thing you see about D'Angelo. Right. But Lonzo, the kid's got more tracks on Spotify than he made free throws last <laughs> season. There it is. There it is. Yeah. So that goes to show you, like he's he is today's modern uh, NBA type of guy, where they're trying to become a star player and an influencer. And we see this a lot with Kyle Kuzma too. Right. I mean, they basically they want to be a mogul, right? They want to be that mogul type of like person. Well, they're they're. they're fishing for likes. You mean it, for clout? They're, they're trying to get clout. They're they're if they're if likes were fish in the sea, these guys are casting huge ass nets and <laughs> gathering fish by the clumps. Okay. You know, uh, I I Kakuzma is actually really popular on social media. Yeah, how much? But relative that's, but to that's, like what he's actually done in the NBA so far and where he was know? drafted. But yeah. he's uh, that's partly because it's because he's a Laker though. That has a lot to do with it. You know, but he's also like. Very like fashion forward too. He's yeah, kind of got that Russell Westbrook ish like vibe where yeah, he's like right. a trendsetter. But let's say if Kyle Kuzma was drafted by the sh- like by Charlotte, different story altogether. I yeah. mean, if he was drafted by Charlotte and he was still with Charlotte and he was wearing all, no one would no one would care. He's wearing all these fashion forward clothing. Yeah, I mean, no one so. would care even if he was on the Lakers. The thing is that he's actually a good player. Yeah, 
he's actually like bringing something to the table. Yeah. So he's able to. It's the whole combination. Wear these package. weird outfits and get like you know thousands of likes. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, Lonzo. That's like the type of player. That's like the type of guy. I feel like um, these young, the modern NBA players yeah. these days is like flashy. You know, doing other things, dropping rap albums, dropping and, tracks. You know, D'Angelo is not really doing that. Mm. And uh, I'm not saying one is better than the other. Honestly, oh, you it's better like, be careful, man. It's like. <laughs> You can have interests outside of outside of basketball. Right, it's fine. It's as as long as you perform on the court. I mean, as long as you can do whatever you want. As long as your profession, which in this case is basketball, is still the number one and by far the number one overall other interests, I think then you're okay. Yeah, like if we if if, if people are gonna question whether you're like giving it your all. Then, then that's when you like. Yeah, it's headed towards it would trouble. Be, it would be a problem if Lonzo Ball's like, I can't make it to this road game because I gotta perform. You, you know, gotta sold out concert. I gotta guess. You know, I, you know, I gotta guess rolling. You know, on, at the Madison Square Garden, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop some, some bars. You know, at the Little Wayne concert. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Then it would be. Yeah, it would be an issue. Lonzo gets a lot of. Uh, for a rapper, he he gets shit on a lot for his like. Uh, favorite rappers because I feel like um, I think Drake is his favorite rapper isn't he? I think Future is his favorite rapper oh, okay but he's like shit on Nas a lot yeah you can't do that that's it's uh, like I don't yeah, know what's, I don't know. what's you, wrong somebody's gotta teach this kid a lesson or yeah, something like, you gotta respect the, the past man yeah and Nas, is, Nas, kind of Nas is like one of the greatest he's one of the goats rappers of all time yeah you know and he continuously like I still believe bags on him. I still believe that if uh, if Kanye had hitched his wagon to Nas versus Jay Z, we would be viewing those two in very different lights. I think Jay Z has as much to owe to Kanye than you know Kanye to Jay Z because I know Jay Z obviously helped him a lot. But like if Kanye was in the studio mixing and and producing Nas's songs. We 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 would be viewing Nas in a. I'm talking about the public. He'd yeah. be viewed in a much different light than Jay Z. Yeah, no, I I totally know what you're Which saying. Which is so fascinating. It's crazy because, I, in fact, I think Nas is a better rapper than Jay Z. You know, like if you go back and listen to some of Jay Z's lyrics, some of those lyrics are downright just silly. You could probably say that Illmatic is like. A better album than anything that Jay Z. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, out. and that's not even. I don't even think you're making a. Yeah, like an outlandish statement. Yeah, I just, I just have a hard time picturing that combination, like Nas and Kanye. Sure, it's kind of a weird. But Kanye is so talented. Strikes me as kind of strange. Right, but Kanye is so talented. I think he he probably could have done. He probably could have done some really good stuff with Nas's stuff. Yeah, maybe. You know. Yeah, I mean Kanye. I I feel like was like kind of eccentric right right his yeah. like style yeah and uh nas was like and this uh, again like i gotta caveat all of this by saying like am am i by no means am i a hip-hop expert at right. all right but from the outside perspective like nas had like a very like grungy like grimy mm -hmm. city vibe to mm -hmm. him mm -hmm. i don't know if like i don't yeah. know the, the two styles I mean, it's a little bit more underground kind of it's a little more of the underground style yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah I, I mean i i totally know what you're saying um but yeah i think I mean, we were talking about lonzo and his his <laughs> budding rap career uh but yeah that's uh that's like the type of guy that kids want to emulate hitch their wagons <laughs> on you know these days is Lonzo Ball, um, but yeah, we're we're a month away from the NBA season. Yeah, and you know I think at some point we should. Uh, one thing that I do I did want to do was um, do like um, you know the biggest storylines coming into the season. You know we got to um, give our predictions before predictions. The start. We got to do that. Um, you know I still think that we. Um, we got to work on... Because I know we talked about something, for example, like what we view as moxie, which is like a very important trait, I think, to have in the yes, NBA. Yes. I think we should cover that before the season starts. So I think there's a lot of stuff that we can still 
cover before the season starts, which I would like to cover before because once yeah. the season starts, mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know. Yeah. So are we officially in uh, season preview mode now? Season preview mode. Yeah, it sounds like that. Um, but yeah, you you know, we gave our predictions last year. <laughs> I uh, incorrectly said 55 wins for the Lakers was off by 20. <laughs> Well, you know, or so. yeah, and uh, I think like um, these predictions, I feel like it was incomplete because not incomplete, but right, was, a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, the know, injuries that we couldn't foresee. The injuries were just crazy, you know. And then so. the the whole eighty trade debacle in February that that also affected things a lot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we did get some things right. You did correctly predict that Luka Doncic was going to be Rookie of the Year. That he was going to be I, the truth. I correctly predicted that Giannis was going to win MVP. So we'll have to do it again this yeah. uh, this upcoming season, which is, like we said before, like the most wide-open NBA season that we can remember in recent years. Very unpredictable. It's going to be hard to like correctly guess anything. All right. You know, but we will we will do our best. We'll try, give a nice little preview for you, the listener out there. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna you know from uh, starting the next podcast, we'll probably start getting into the preview mode, mode of this upcoming NBA season, sure. which is it's for all intents and purposes going to be the most exciting season in a while. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Finally, finally, I can say that the Warriors are most likely not going to win the championship yeah. for the first time in like the last five years. So that in and of itself is exciting. So it is. And, and the Lakers have a real chance to win a championship. Yeah, and there's a lot of things I'm curious about, you know, especially Kawhi being in L.A. now, you know? Yeah. So Opening game, Lakers-Clippers right there. Yeah. So, yeah, so with that said, we'll, we'll end the podcast here today. Uh, but be sure to look out for the uh, future episodes where we give our previews for the upcoming season. So uh, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.